Welcome to the weekly message from Upper Room Community Church in Vaughan. We hope that this message will help you grow in your faith and provide practical ways to strengthen your relationships. For more information, visit us at upperroom.ca. And we'll be reading from Luke chapter 1, verses 5 to 17, and verses 76 to 88. In the time of King Herod of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah, who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife, Elizabeth, was also descendant of Aaron. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive, and they were both very old. Once when Zechariah's division was on duty and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by lot according to the custom of the priesthood to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time for burning incense came, all the, assembles worship, all the assembled worshipers were praying outside. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped by fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit of the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied about his son. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. Because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven, to shine, those living, to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace. And, a, and the child grew and became strong in spirit. This is God. Well, good morning. It's good to be with you. Uh, just before we jump in today, I want to dismiss our uh, junior high youth. You can head out with uh, Pastor Kate. Is she out there? She's out there, yes. Um, you guys know where you're heading. The rest of you, you're stuck with me for a few minutes. Um, I was thinking about the fact this week that the people <clears throat> that are in your life, the people that are in my life, um, are the ones who have kind of influenced me to love the things that I love. So I have a really good friend, a pastor friend of mine. He's uh, church planting in Laval and um, Quebec, and he was we were hanging out the other day, and he said, Beach, have you watched Stranger Things? I'm like, no, I haven't seen it yet. He said, oh, no. He said, this is Goonies meets the X-Files. And I was like, actually, it's kind of like the X-Files. I'm like, no, nah, not really. He's like, no, but it's like the Goonies. I'm like, okay, I'm in. So, have you watched that? The, hard, the trouble with it is, Jen, there's no way Jen will watch any of that stuff. Because the first episode is the disappearance of Will Byers. So I said, you're not even going to. So she's like, can you just watch it on your iPad in bed next to me? Which is fine. But like, it's like 11 o'clock at night and now I'm done, right? And then I just pull the covers up. I'm just going to sit there for a few minutes. Please fall asleep. Please fall asleep. Anyways, <laughs> glowing recommendation, I know. But there's lots of things actually in my life that I would say, oh, yeah, this is my thing. I love it. But it actually came from other people. Um, so, so I love football. Like the NFL is like, you know, I know some of you had this other thing that you watched last weekend called the CFL, but we you know in our house that's not real football. Um, but you know where I, where I got football from, like the, the love of football. So the Broncos won finally their Super Bowl in 1998, my last year of university. And 11 o'clock at night, the phone rings. 
I'm Wayne Kingston. Who is it? It's my dad. Christ should, of course, correct us and bring us closer to where it is that we want to be and the people we were made to be. You think about the fact that Advent celebrates Jesus coming into the world. And, and whether you've, you've, um, you know, you're always sort of uh, immersed in this story every, every season this comes around, or, or you know, you've sort of observed it as a distant, at a distance, whatever your faith background was growing up, you know that for the most part, the story of Jesus involves, like there's the angel Gabriel, right, who came to Mary, who was a virgin, and said, okay, you're going to have a baby. And she's like, what are you talking about? You know, that's not the way it works. And he's like, no, that's not the way this baby's going to work, this miraculous sort of conception. And then she writes this beautiful song that Mozart puts to music, and we go and see it every year, listen to it every year, like the, the Magnificat. All of
God was actually something that God started to do continually. It wasn't just the prophets that did it. Jesus says, any one of you in the kingdom of God has this role. Now, why would God do that? Like, why wouldn't he just drop, boom? Like, that's what we would do, right? Like, we had, if we had the revelation and what was going to do, what was going to solve, what was going to redeem the whole earth, we just drop it, right? Lights and fireworks. But God says, send someone ordinary first, and then whenever Jesus is going around, he sends ordinary disciples. No, actually, people say, oh,
to get more of him in my life. There's nothing more special about Jesus. He's a preacher like a thousand preachers on the face of the earth. Sinners like you, but somehow God uses him to help me see Jesus more. One of the authors that I, that I read, and I've actually just tried to reread his books, only a couple of books, he's another pastor in New York City named Jim Silva. And he just strips the fire that I have in my life to see God in more work and real ways in my life and to, to, to want to pray more. And so I read that because it helped, he helps me see Jesus more. Tony is actually one of the people that has helped me see Jesus more. You know, he and I are wired so differently, uh, gifting, passions, and whatever, but as he has come to our staff team, we just got to know each other. Tony, I just feel like you help me see Jesus more. That, that, and, and when I'm struggling with a sermon, whatever, I say, what about this? I, I feel like it's the way that he prays for me, the way that feedback that he gives me, the way that he's talking about the things that he feels like that are in his heart, it helps me see Jesus more. We need people like that in our lives. A community that uh, camp, Jen, used to teach in the woods, and we found that most of them we spend with just the people that are in the staff there. They help us see Jesus more. We're so convinced that Jesus can change the lives of these young people, the kids who are coming to camp, virtually not know Jesus. And they're even more convinced that the staff that they have, this summer that they have, are that we can change their lives if they know Jesus. And so when we hang around them, we just feel like we see Jesus more. And then in my own family, I take my sister, my sister, as well as people that help me see Jesus more. When I spend time with Jen, I would say when we spend time with her and my brother, when we leave, we just feel like that. there's something about us that's so true to who Jesus is. He has just a, a heart of Jesus, I believe. And so I just know we, we know we need to have regular time with him because we need more of that in our lives. Because if we're actually going to be people who are sent into the world to carry forgiveness, light, and children, we actually need people who are being sent to us and saying, I need more of that. I need you to prepare the way for Jesus. Someone who is actually sent out in the world. Someone is saying, even like I said, you're on the journey. Who in your life is actually going to influence you more to see Jesus? Who do you listen to? Who do you read? Who do you watch? Who do you have coffee with? You pick up the phone and say, you know, I just need. And maybe it's someone, maybe it's a, uh, an author or a, uh, uh, someone on a podcast, or maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's someone you're just getting. Like there's something about you. Of being in the body of Christ together is God brings people into our lives that He's actually ordained ahead of time to help us see Jesus more. And so I want to ask you this how many people do you have in your life to help you see Jesus more? And how can you get one more? Can you get one more? Can you feel one more in? Because I don't know you, but I just need to see Jesus more. I need more of His constant course correction in my life. That I'm actually going to be someone who's sent up into a world of darkness.
Thank you. 